welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Parr, and I'm so excited to have you here with me. We're going to explore some of my favorite topics, making money, entrepreneurship, business coaching, relationships, mindset, and of course, horses. So come along for the ride. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast today. I have an awesome episode with Allie and she had so many great details about building a personal brand. She's a brand strategist and specialist and has her own business. I think that some of the topics we talked about were, you know, balancing business and motherhood and life and energetics. And on the other side of that was how do you communicate your personal characteristics, your uniqueness, all the things that make up a brand that are not necessarily the tangible things to your ideal clients. And so she had some amazing advice. If you are someone with your own business or you're an influencer or you are in communications or marketing or anything like that, this will be an excellent episode for you guys to listen to. Just a couple of reminders. If you do have time to rate and review the podcast, it would mean the absolute world to me. It just pushes it out to more people like yourself so that they can get all of the information that I've been sharing on here as of late. And the other thing is that we have a very exciting announcement this Friday about a retreat that I am hosting with a client of mine and many co-collaborators. It is something that is very different that I don't feel has been done before. It's going to be very specific to entrepreneurship, but also people who have been connected through the equestrian industry. So it's something that I have wanted to do for freaking ever. Um, And I'm so glad I just come together with this group of people because the guest experts we have coming, you guys will be absolutely blown away. Um, But details on that are dropping this Friday. And if you want those first, if you come on Instagram and DM me to add you to my close friends list, you will get the details first. So there's going to be very limited spaces. It's going to be a very intimate event. And I'm so stoked. I am so stoked. So I will leave that with you guys. I hope that you enjoy this episode and all of Ali's socials and her website are in the show notes below. If you want to get in touch with her, you want to work with her, ask her questions about anything to do with branding, and I will let you guys get into it. If you are a horse owner like me, you are probably equally obsessed with your horse's diet and nutrition as your own. I would say (laughs) probably more so. For some of us, at least, I have been using Mad Barn supplements for my personal horses as well as my client horses for several years now, and I absolutely love their products. They're concentrated, they're affordable, and they're sourced with the horse in mind. Mad Barn as a company does so many different things within the equestrian community, like funding research, developing technology and feeding solutions, and they're constantly providing education and support to horse owners and the broader equine community. If you want to check out their shop, you can visit madbarn.ca or madbarn.com for the US and use the code SPRINGANEC for 5% off your order. So do you just want me to like introduce myself? Absolutely. Whenever you're ready. Okay, cool. Uh, all right. So my name is Ali Timo. I'm a brand strategist and a branding expert, and I help women build businesses that are really rooted in their authentic power and 
um, what really, really lights them up. You know, I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes we get into this space from pure passion, but then we can get distracted with everything else that's going on around us. And then we try and like fit into these molds and these boxes of what we think that we should do. And when we can really tap into our own authentic power and build a business and build a brand that is based around how we thrive, then that's when we create wild success. So that's what I help people discover and tap into. I love it. That's amazing. And I also think that it's so needed because we're just, I mean, as an entrepreneur myself, and I know those of you listening that have your own businesses, it's so easy to be like swayed and influenced and we're constantly consuming. And so our brands get heavily kind of impacted by what we think is working in the moment and what looks like it's doing well and is attractive to people. So it's, that's a personal difficulty of mine, branding in a very um, kind of streamlined way, especially because I'm like a visionary and I'm like, ideas, ideas, ideas. Yeah. Yeah. The actual like execution and being very consistent and having those through lines is hard for me. So before we get into all of the branding tips that I know that you can share with everyone, can you maybe also talk a little bit on your experience of um, working in corporate and then actually starting your own or moving to your own business full time? Yeah, definitely. It's quite the story. So um My business, I think any business owner, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I can give them is to just honestly make a decision on what you want to do and go for it and not get stuck. And like, it has to be the exact correct thing and it can't change. And you have to be consistent along your entire journey because pivoting has been the most important thing for me to really dive into and allow myself to do. Because when I really started to build my own business. I was working a corporate job and just building it on the side. And I launched my business the same year that I gave birth to my daughter. So initially it was like, my business was primarily life coaching. I was certified to be a life coach. And, um, it wasn't until around like 2017 that I started pivoting into brand management And the pivot came from me being in my corporate job. I was actually pregnant with my son and I was 10 weeks pregnant and they fired me. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? How am I going to afford to live? How am I going to, how am I going to do this? And that was really, it was like a forced exit from the corporate world where I always knew that that's what I wanted to do, but having that push of like, okay, there's no way that I can go back to that space. It's just not, I'm not made for that space. Um, And so really it was like, because I've had people ask me like, how did you make it happen? How did you build success? It was like, I wanted it so bad because the alternative of going back to a corporate job, just, it wasn't a possibility. Like I didn't allow that to be a possibility. It's like, I'm going all in on this. I'm going to make it happen. So the big piece of that was allowing myself to pivot more into brand management where I had been building my own business for, you know, a couple of years at that point. And there were 
a, a couple of people that I knew that I could help in their business. And so I, I just reached out to them and I was like, you know, I really think that I could help you build your business and diving into brand management. So it was primarily like behind the scenes, helping people who are six figure, seven figure earners in their business. And most recently last year, pivoting from more behind the scenes to more forward facing and going more all in on like building my own brand and not just other other people's brands so yeah that's a little bit of the background anyway I know that's crazy I mean you breezed over it but I can't imagine like the mental gymnastics of you know having a little one and then being pregnant and then losing your job and just like the the stress of okay like this is it but I think it's almost a little bit of a misconception. I run into this all the time with my clients where they're like, well, I have to have this in line and this ready. And I need to be able to project. And I'm like, your decision isn't permanent. Like whatever it is that you decide to do, the whole journey of entrepreneurship is one big pivot. Um, And I think that, you know, if anyone's listening to this and this is something that they've been toying with or pulled towards, it's definitely not all of a sudden a aha moment. Of course, if you get fired from your job or something really big happens, it might be the push that you need. Um, But I think that lining everything up perfectly just never actually happens. It's really this like organic change that you deeply know intuitively is meant to happen. So that's really, really wild and really inspiring. So um, the other thing too, that I wanted to ask you about is the balance of, okay, you know, growing this business. And you said that you, um, pivoted too while you the year that you had your daughter so what about the whole balance of motherhood and changing identity and then also being an entrepreneur running your own business and trying to grow that like has that been challenging has it been enlightening and what was your experience with that oh my gosh it's like all of the things right and I think that in in our human minds, we want to just control everything. <laughs> so we're like, okay, if I'm going to do this, then I have to have all the ducks in a row. And then it has to look like this. And I have to know everything. And I won't do it until I know everything. Or I won't do it until I feel absolutely ready. And like you said, it's total BS. Like it doesn't even exist. I think being an entrepreneur is learning to be really flexible and really adaptable. And I think that's why too, like being, building my business as an entrepreneur alongside my journey into motherhood, it's such like mirrors of each other, because as a mom, it's like, if you're not adaptable and you're not flexible, then you're just going to burn yourself. Like you're going to go crazy, literally. And the same thing, if you're an entrepreneur, it's like, if you don't allow yourself to really go on the roller coaster ride that it is, then you're just doing yourself such a massive disservice and not giving yourself enough credit for how like courageous and resilient you really are and what you're really capable of. Um, so, so yeah, I think it's been really important for me to identify the different seasons that I'm in and honor that we can have an idea of what we want the journey to look like, but if you're so attached to what it looks like, then you're just going to like fall flat on your face. Right. So it's like, if you're like, okay, this is the season that I'm in. If I'm in a season in my life where I'm going like all in on my business and I'm taking massive action, then great. But if you're in a season where you are pivoting or you're going through like an identity death, then you can pretty much bank on this like void space of 
trying to figure it all out. And maybe business is growing a little bit slower and maybe you have to take care of yourself and focus on more on your self-care and that's okay too. And knowing that like in entrepreneurship, there are seasons for different things and knowing that gives you so much more permission to just like be where you're at and to feel the full spectrum of emotions that comes with that. I think one of the biggest things that I've learned building a lot of success in my business is the more that I actually honored myself and gave myself permission to feel the full entirety of whatever emotion was coming up was actually expanding my capacity for incredible leadership. Yeah, that's so powerful. I just did a an episode on polarity and like how desperately I think every industry, but just specifically the ones that I work in really needs to kind of invite the darker and the negative experience pieces of ourselves into our businesses, opposed to just constantly worrying about, okay, well, I'm going through this, so I can't show up at all because I don't want to not be inspiring or not be motivating or not be in the right energy. Um, You know, I can't sell or make money if I'm going through something bad. It's just like that narrative that I've been telling myself that I kind of learned a lesson around okay, but is that really true? Like, do I need to just actually be more human and allow that part of me to be part of the business? You know, it's been an interesting journey, but I think that you articulated it so beautifully. Um, and, you know, one of my favorite things to talk about, I was in, I've been having so many conversations about it lately is feminine and masculine energy and just energy in general when it comes to entrepreneurship, um, especially because I've been running into lots of um, like clients who are kind of stuck in their like chaotic feminine because there's a lot of talk online around making sure that we're balancing things and taking care of ourselves and like growing a business is also obviously very much part of embodying the practices that you're teaching. And what happens is a lot of the times, you know, the ideas are flowing and, you know, our mind is super excited about everything, but then the actual structure and execution can get missing. And then we see it on the polar opposite end where people are so stuck in the hustle and so stuck in the masculine. Um, So what is your experience with that dynamic balance? I mean, you can look at it from all different perspectives, but I think that it's such a great thing to talk about and to pull into when we're, you know, having conversations around building businesses. Yeah, definitely. And I think it it also, the root of everything is really acceptance of all of who we are. Like we have that masculine and we have that feminine. And when we're building a personal brand, like I think what it used to be and what was trending before was having everything like perfectly curated and having like this forward facing, this is how it has to be. And I have to show up in this particular way, but people want authenticity. They want to see all parts of you. Uh, So the more that you can accept all of those things about yourself, the more that other people will get it. And for me, I remember I was working with um, a mentor and I was, and he works with, you know, people who are massively, massively successful. And I was like, what's the secret? It's like, can you just tell me like, what's the secret to what all of these like millionaires are doing? And he was like, you know, they, they set up containers for different aspects of what they do. So if you're thinking of it in like, whether you're stepping into your masculine or into your feminine, he was, he was saying, you know, there's somebody who 
I know who's a very introverted and quiet in real life, but when they show up on Instagram stories, they know that they're setting that time and that block, that container where they're showing up on Instagram stories and they're extroverted and they're out there. But then when they're done with that, they're, they, they're done with it. They step out of that box and they go back and they chill in their life. It's not constant pressure to be on all of the time. So for me and my business, I know that my business, there's creative aspects that are definitely more feminine and flowy, but as a CEO, it is highly masculine. So I know that in this, in my business, I'm showing up in my masculine a lot. So where in my life do I have space for, for the feminine? So that's been great for me, like in my relationship, for example, where I know that in my relationship and my marriage with my husband, that that's a space where I can be like incredibly receptive, fully in my feminine and be held by his masculine instead of me finishing work and then staying in the masculine of like, I have to make dinner and I have to clean the house and I have to get the kid, you know, like all of these things, um, setting containers where I'm in my feminine, setting containers where I'm in my masculine so that I can kind of have that switch on and off where I don't feel like I'm running at full speed all of the time. Yeah. I mean, what a powerful skill for people to have the self-awareness of that. Like, I think, I think those two sides of us run different parts of our lives, but people can just get caught up in one or the other, depending on, you know, so many different factors. But I think that's really interesting how it's a little bit like compartmentalizing it for my brain, like atypical high-performing ambitious I'm like this is great like containers for my feminine and masculine definitely um for other people they might struggle more and so it's really lovely how you talked about the balance of okay but if I have to be you know this masculine embodiment of myself and my business I'd leave space in my life for the feminine and I think that's just something that anyone can take away from this it's just making sure that you have kind of like a nice even balance um, and so maybe you can talk a little bit about your definition of soul-led branding, what that entails, what it means, what it looks like. Yeah. So, and I think that this really circles back to like the ways that we think like what we think will bring us success. So mm-hmm. you can go and you can look at all of these other successful people and you can look at their branding and how nice it looks And think that if you do that, and if you emulate that, then that's going to bring you success too. But if you're not connected to what your mission is, what your vision is, what your energy is, if you don't have any self-awareness, then you're not going to develop a brand that's rooted from your own authentic power. So one of the most beautiful examples of this, I'm, I'm running a mastermind right now and there and a a massive piece of it is branding really developing an unforgettable brand and I've created mood boards and templates for all of the women who are in the mastermind and there is one woman who was like oh I was trying to be bold and I was trying to have like really stark colors really bold really in your face because I thought that that's what powerful meant And that's what I was trying to emulate in my brand, but her branding and how she comes across, like she's so gifted at creating incredibly safe spaces. 
uh, where somebody can come and just breathe like a sigh of relief and set up these beautiful structures in their business. Her branding felt a lot softer and it felt more whimsical. And that doesn't mean that it's less powerful, but it is a more of an accurate representation of the spaces that she's creating for her clients. And then on the flip side of that, another client where her bolding or her branding was a lot more bold. And it was just like, yeah, just like, so like really stark colors, like lots of black and white. It was just very like, oomph. and she was trying to be softer because she didn't want to be too much. Mm. She was like hiding this aspect of herself um, that she is now like turning up in a really bold way. But there, but like your branding is such a perfect mirror of like where you're hiding pieces of yourself or where you're trying to be something that you're not like, are you performing in your brand? Are you performing in your business where you think that's going to get you something? But when you create a brand that is soul led, that is an accurate representation of who you are, then that actually attracts more of your aligned clients because they come on your page, they see what you're doing and you're like, they're like, yes, she's my person. Like she's who I need to work with because they can feel your essence instead of somebody coming in and buying from you and being like, this isn't what I thought that it was. Or, you know, like it's, if it's actually coming from your soul, like people feel that and you actually love it. So you're actually excited to promote yourself too. Yeah. Yeah. That's so big. As you were talking, I wrote the next, I wrote the question, do you think people hide behind their bread? <laughs> um, because I just think that's something that always comes to mind for me, like personally, and just everyone in general that I've worked with as well, because it's so easy to get caught up in, you know, and I do think too, as people are are still kind of seeking and finding their own identity in, in the space or as entrepreneurs, branding can be really tough because there's a lot of pressure, I feel inherently with entrepreneurs like, oh, once I choose this, I can't change it. And so do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing around like, let yourself pivot. And I think because people think that their choices are so finite, it's like once they make the choice, they think that making a different choice means something about them. So like, oh, but if I change, then that means like I'm inconsistent or that I'm wobbly or it's going to come across like I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, but then you're staying in this perpetual space of trying to fit into something that's not even working for you. Like I've had clients who are like, but I just did my branding a year ago. I was like, but do you even like it? <laughs> like, right. it feel like you. And if yeah. it doesn't, then how do you think that your audience feels? You know, like you have to get behind something. So if there's anything in your business that's just like not feeling like it's aligned with you, then chances are that other people are feeling that too, but they just probably don't know how to articulate it or it's very unconscious. And it's like, if you, and there's so many instances, even in my own journey where it's like, no, no, no. Like I said that I was doing this and I need to do this. And it was like, it was just delaying the inevitable. And if I just allowed myself to move where I wanted to be moved, 
then I would have saved myself in so much resistance and turmoil. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a good point. Like, and even about attracting clients when we are using branding for that purpose, most of the people that are listening to this essentially would be, or are considering that as entrepreneurs online, um, you know, when you're not really being authentic with your branding, it's like when you turn into a different person in front of this specific group of people and no one actually knows who you are and you don't like hanging out with them because they think you're completely different than you really are. Like those become your clients. It's kind of crazy how everything matches how you show up and mirrors the way that you show up, um, yeah. you know, and, and it is like, it is energy, but it also is branding and your tone of voice and the way that you kind of present yourself. So what are, I mean, we could really dive into all the nuances, but for someone who wants to like really get creative with, okay, I need to start with the important elements of my brand. How do I create a mood board? Where do I start? What are some like resources that would be good to just get my brain juices flowing? Yeah, definitely. And I think when it comes to branding, there is definitely um, like a first step before you dive into anything around like aesthetics. It's like when people think about branding, that's normally where they go is like, okay, what are my colors and what's this? And it's like, but wait, do you even know what you want to be known for? And there's so many times I've had that question of like, what do you want to be known for? And it's like, well, I, I want to help people grow their business. It's like, no, no, no. Like you need to be more specific than that. Because if you're going to set yourself apart as a leader in your industry and as an expert for what you want to be known for, you actually have to communicate specifically what you want to be known for and what you do. So establishing that is really kind of, I guess you could label that as step one. And then it's like going along the journey of how do you want people to feel when they come in your space? So I've used the analogy before of, um, it's like, oh, well, once, once my business is successful or once I start getting clients and then I'll think about my branding. It's like, but would you invite people over for a dinner party and like not have your house cleaned or decorated, not set the table, not think about the music, like think about the entire environment? No, your business is that party. So it's like, what, how do you want people to feel when they walk in the door? What's the vibe? And really thinking about that um, as you're kind of gathering inspiration and in terms of resources, I think that, um, going to something like Pinterest is really valuable and it's like, so, so simple, yeah. but I think people overcomplicate things too much. So it's like, if you could get as simple as you possibly can, like go to Pinterest and just identify the things that you like, think about, there's so much power in becoming the observer of your business instead of being so incredibly immersed in it. So as the observer, it's like, how would you consume content? How do you view other people's online presence? How do you, when you look at your Instagram and you're coming on your page and you're trying to look at it from fresh eyes, is it obvious what you do? Is it obvious what the vibe is? Is like, are you showing up as the woman who a year from now is hitting the kind of income goals that you're desiring to hit? And if that's not really obvious as the first impression, then you need to look at that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, yeah, it's such a valuable practice when you start looking at your branding from just 
from a lens that is more in depth rather than just like, well, if I just pick pretty colors, then like, that's cool. People will like that. It's like so much more than that. Yeah. And I think like, as you're saying, the, the behind the scenes, the energy, how you want people to feel, all of those things get really overlooked because people get very, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's excited or avoidant of the hard work when they go into the colors and the, 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 like the different fonts and they get really like inundated with those things opposed to actually the feelings and emotions behind it, which of course you being a brand strategist would know that that's probably like the most important part of having a brand. Um, and I get lost in it too. So it's not like <laughs> I'm an expert, but maybe you can tie back to, um, you mentioned human design. And I think this is a really interesting topic um, when it comes to everything, business, entrepreneurship, and branding in general. So what's your experience with that? And why is it important? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Human design is something that I found in, oh gosh, like 2018. And I've always been somebody who's been very into like doing all the tests and like figuring out what type I am and whatever, but it was always really great information. It didn't actually lead to transformation. Right. And then I found human design and I honestly questioned it at first. I was like, another thing, cool. This will be cool, but it won't really change my life. And then I, it was just like kept coming into my view and I was like, oh, if I actually integrate this, if I actually do something with this, then how could it change my life? And it completely changed my life. Um, so for those of you who do not know what human design is, um, it's basically like your energetic blueprint. So you get your chart and you can understand like yourself on a much deeper level. There are five different types, energy types. It goes really, really in depth, but there's five different energy types. So you have like generators, manifesting generators who have that like defined sacral, your sacral is like life force energy. So they're like the doers when they're lit up doing what they want to do, what they're passionate about. They have like limitless energy. They make the world go round kind of thing. Um, and then there's projectors. I'm a projector. So me just learning that I'm a non-energy type, that I do not have limitless energy was such a permission slip for me to be like, I like part of my work. It's not that I need to be productive all the time because I will burn myself into the ground part of me being at my job is taking care of myself. Like that's how I fuel up. And it's not that, you know, it's like all these things that I might have told myself that I'm not consistent, that I can't keep up, that I can't be like that person over there. And it's like, that's not even how I create success. Like that's just not how I do it. Um, and with any aspect of human design, you can kind of look at these different parts and see how your patterns are playing out, how you're over identifying with something that's, it's not a part of your identity. It's just, it's just a pattern. And when you have an awareness, then you can shift in a different direction. You can market differently. You can build your business differently. You can set up your habits differently, all of these different aspects. And even like manifestors, the manifestor type, like my daughter's a manifestor. I've worked with a lot of manifestors. They're one of the more rare types and they're such initiators, but their energy is very, um, very powerful, which can be very triggering for people. So a big place of conditioning for manifestors is like, 
ooh, I'm too much. So I have to like dim it down a little bit. Like people really want to like take manifestors and be like, be who I want you to be. And that can feel really suffocating for a manifestor. So knowing that that's just like a part, you're not meant to be liked by everybody. You're not for everybody. And when you show up in your bigness, it's incredibly activating for other people. Um, and you're meant to lead. You're, you're literally designed to lead. It's the biggest permission slip to just be like, oh, I get to be all of me and I get to show up in this big, beautiful way. It's so impactful. And there's so many different layers that we can go with in that, but ultimately the biggest permission slip to just show up exactly the way that you're designed to show up. Yeah, for sure. I think that it's so interesting. I go down the rabbit hole a little too often with it, um, <laughs> but it is, I, I definitely want to kind of learn it more so that it's in the back of my mind and I don't have to reference because I think it also really helps with, you know, coaching clients and doing all sorts of work. Um, but maybe just for everyone who's interested, you can share a little bit of your entrepreneurial schedule. I kind of want to integrate this question into our interviews as of late because everyone's just so nosy. Like, what do you spend your time on? What does your schedule look like? Is it different every day, you know? And there's this, um, I, I do think that sometimes people who who work like a nine to five think that entrepreneurs like work two hours a week. And, and it's funny because I find myself sometimes working a lot more than I would at a traditional job. So maybe you can share that balance, what it looks like, you know, some of the flow that you have going on. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh gosh. Yeah, it definitely, there's so many different aspects. One of the like non-negotiables for me and my business is that I honor my, like my energy comes before anything else. And especially as women, we're incredibly cyclical. It's like all throughout the month, our energy is like constantly changing. So I definitely honor myself depending on like where I'm at in terms of my menstrual cycle, like knowing where my energy might dip, but that's where I'm more creative, you know? So it's like prioritizing throughout the month, like where I might be more all in and like admin stuff or a strategy versus like creative work. So I really track my energy. I know myself very intimately. And so uh, like, whereas before it's like, if I had that energetic dip, I'd be like, Oh no, like the world is ending. What is happening? Why can't I keep up? Like, why aren't I whatever? And now it's just like, Oh, I know myself and I know my energy picks up around here. So I just schedule my entire month around that. Um, but for me, you know, I have two young kids, so I drop them off at school at like eight 30 and I pick them up at three. So between that window of nine and three ish, like that's my time not to just get work done, but that's also my time to take care of myself. So I definitely weave in like okay, this is when I'm on client calls and this is when I break and have my container to go work out. And this is my container to do some like creative stuff or content creation or whatever. So it definitely flows like that. And I do give myself permission to just like walk away if I need to walk away, you know? And I actually watched a video recently that was saying, sometimes it's so tricky for entrepreneurs because we look at what somebody works like a full-time 40 hours a week and we think that we need to be productive between the hours of like nine and five. And then when we don't, we're like, oh my God, like, why can't I do this? But if you actually look at someone who's working at like quote unquote traditional job, 
out of those eight hours, they're only productive for three. So even if you were only productive for three hours in a day, you're working a full-time job. So that for me was like a nice rewrite of like, okay, if I just like go and do focused work for like three, four hours, that's actually sometimes more than what someone might be doing in a corporate job. But then if, then I can give myself permission to have those other three, four hours is like me doing things that I want to do. It's like, I created my business because I wanted freedom. So why wouldn't I want to like reap the rewards of everything I've created? course. I mean, we all fall into that trap of like creating a business and then becoming like a trapped employee. Sometimes we have to reel ourselves back in. You know, you don't get that. The other thing too is, is I don't know if I want to call it self-discipline, but sometimes it's very difficult for anyone and, and entrepreneurs though, especially to have that like boundary with oneself to be the boss when you could be doing, you know, really productive work, not doing busy work. And I I always find that really challenging for myself personally is like, I could book in a whole day, but, you know, having the, the, the structure and the, the boundary with myself to stick to everything has always just been something that I consistently have to work on. And I also find that clients are really challenged with that. Do you have any tips? Um, I mean, you've been doing this for a longer time and I'm sure that you've been through it. So maybe for anyone listening who, you know, a lot of the time knows what they need to do, but they have a hard time being their own boss and getting themselves to actually do it. Um, maybe, maybe we could just kind of riff off of that idea. Yeah. So that's definitely where like the masculine energy comes into play, having systems in your business. Like if you want to grow your business, you need to have systems. It's not just like you wake up and you're like, okay, what do I feel like doing today? Having systems will keep you in track and keep you accountable. Um, But then obviously there's all these like ideas that can come forth or there's like that squirrel syndrome where you're like, Ooh, that's good. That's a shiny object over there. And then that can get you really distracted from your main mission. So having a system, like a project management system. So I use Asana, for example, And so that I can really categorize, like, here's my admin stuff and setting due dates for myself. If I don't have due dates, like I will just, I, I will procrastinate. I will like not get it done, whatever due dates is really motivating for me. Um, and I know that about myself, but then also having a section that's like parking lot. So you don't lose the idea, but you can just like leave it there until it's actually priority. So being able to identify like what is urgent and important, what's just important, what's not important, and to be able to like segment these different things so that you can stay on track with what your actual goals are. And at the base of that is like, have you defined what your actual goals are? Do you know what kind of action is like money making action versus busy work? Like, have you even identified what that is? Because it is really easy to be like, okay, if I'm sitting behind the computer, then that means I'm working all day, but it might not actually be productive or useful. Um, So yeah, actually identifying those things is really, really important. Um, What else? There was something else that came to me that left my brain. That's okay. It happens all the time. If it comes (laughs) up, let me know. I love the idea of the parking lot and also like the the systems of, okay, I'm going to use like the scheduling, but also the due date piece, because um, that 
you know, and from your, from your own experience with yourself and your human design, I think you can really inform how to set up your schedule and how to organize your time so that you're optimizing and you're staying in your motivated pockets to like actually get done what you need to get done. So that was great advice. And I think, um, I think everyone would benefit from that, whether or not they have their own business, but yeah, this was amazing. I really appreciate you coming on to do this and just winging it. We got great information for everyone in the audience. So maybe you can let them know where to find you. And I will also leave all that linked in the show notes for this episode. Yeah, definitely. So uh, the main platforms where you can find me is really like Instagram and TikTok. I'm new to TikTok, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm like at Ali Timo on all of those. So it's A-L-L-I-E-T-Y-M-O. It's the same everywhere. And yeah, those are the best places where you can go to really um, like learn more about branding, especially TikTok. I'm having a lot of fun with like behind the scenes and really talking about like how to thrive as a CEO, because I think the pattern that so many people get into, that's like, we do build these businesses and then realize like they actually feel like cages Mm -hmm. and then we get like stuck in that way. But we have such a beautiful opportunity to build these incredible heart-led businesses that are really like most people, all of the people that I really work with have this mission where they really just want to help people. They want to help transform people's lives and where we can all like thrive together. And I think when we learn to do that for ourselves and then that just ripples out, it's just such a beautiful opportunity that we have as like business owners and female entrepreneurs. Oh my gosh. Yes. I couldn't have said it 